0: Oh yeah. yeah! Welcome back. What's going on, dude?
1: Oh man, I just I just drank some of this. Uh, I got Midnight Moon moonshine last night.
0: It reminds me of that book. Good <laughs> <"Goodnight, moon." laughs> <laughs> night, Moon. Good night, Moon. Good night, Moon. Good night, Moonshine. After you. three drinks, because then I'm going <laughs> to be on the floor. <laughs> Good night.
1: Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Oh,
0: man. One more. One more. It's good for what ails you or doesn't. Either way, it's good. It's good. Man, I remember one time uh, Alan came up for his birthday, and um, he came with Jenny, and it was me and Perla. It was the four of us, and we went to Santa Barbara Bowl to see a band called Fun, and we pre-gamed it in the parking lot of the bowl and we were drinking um these like blue this like blueberry moonshine that had like blueberries fermented in it at the bottom and we drank it all and then started eating the blueberries out of the jar and then most of us don't remember the rest of the night (laughs) we got way fucked
1: up (laughs) Uh, that's just that's just the beauty of moonshine like it's, um... it's the beauty of the shine it's I don't know It's on a level of it's own I, I was just uh, talking to somebody About this the other day Because I, I've noticed I've been drinking it A lot more often It's kind of like It's not exactly drunk Like the type of drunk you would get From drinking too many beers I wouldn't say liquor but too many beers But it, it's It's drunk But not to where you're sloppy drunk But I feel like
0: I don't know like an I feel organized like take... drunk? Like, like a, a functional a... drunk? You're like, I'm going to yeah, go yeah, run errands yeah. now that I'm drunk. <laughs> yeah. Fucking let
1: me drink this whole bottle and drive statewide and shit. I'm ready to go.
0: By no, it's the way, okay, officer. I've only, it's I've only been drinking moonshine. I've only been drinking moonshine. Don't worry. Officer. I'm I'm good. <laughs>
1: Uh, God damn, that shit hits you close to the cobbles, man. I,
0: and I actually, I
1: remember the first time I actually had moonshine was um, from when I worked up at camp. There was this nurse, uh, Cindy, uh, and she fermented her own. It was peach, and she had it in a flask. And I remember one weekend, she was all like, hey, you want to take a shot of this? Or it was like my Friday. I was about to start the weekend. And I was like, yeah, sure. You know, I, And I took a couple shots of it. And I was like, okay, it warmed me up a little bit. I'm feeling all right and stuff like that. Dude, I was plastered for like fucking two hours. <laughs> like two solid hours. Running butt I was naked just through like, the Damn. woods. <laughs> I mean, I was in the woods. wasn't naked though. <laughs> but did I get lost a couple times?
0: I may have. That story's better next time you tell it. If you're butt <laughs> naked running through the woods.
1: Yeah, make sure that this is a video show then. <laughs> give the audience what they really want to see speaking of man
0: ass (laughs) we'll get to that in a minute because there was some some man ass in this movie that was uh unexpected Uh, (laughs) i I thought you would like that paul i mean it was nice Uh, uh, no i'm just i was like he's got a nice ass i i um game recognizer game i guess
1: yeah, like, it's been a while since I've seen this movie, and I, I almost remember every detail, but, you know, it, it still never, never fails me to, like, you know, like, see something that I totally forgot that I saw before. You right, know? right,
2: right,
0: right, right. All right, well, so, before, uh, before we get into the movie, um, how was your Christmas? Because the last time we saw each other and or met, um, we handled the fifth of whiskey. And I got some feedback on our last episode in which uh it was all pretty much positive except for the fact that like someone was like, uh the peanuts were a bad choice. And I was like, Really the peanuts, not drinking the whole bottle of Jack. It was the peanuts that were the bad choice. And they're like was it yeah. the crunching in the mic or what yeah, dude, you don't want to eat on uh on mic. That's why like uh spoiler alert, when you do it sometimes I have to cut that shit out because it's just like hey it's bar
1: food, man, I mean come on, it's bar food,
0: <laughs> yeah, but like yeah. I don't do that okay. in your ear when we're at the bar, you know what I mean, <laughs>
1: that's what I totally do it in people's ear I'm like hey, what's up
0: <laughs> you know? how's
1: it going yeah uh, yeah i I um, guess I, I guess that's something to to think about,
0: I guess, but yeah uh, pretty pretty drunk that was a good dude, one.
1: yeah yeah it was a very drunken episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also, I also got a little bit of, well, I wouldn't say feedback, but I got another message for you oh, from my buddy Dreamer. Little Dreamer, what's up, fool? He says that his socks go all the way up to his knees. <laughs> that
0: means he's totally down.
1: <laughs> I think it, I, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but I, I think it was something of the sort. <laughs> he wears his socks all the way
0: up. He said. All the way up Nothing can stop you I'm all the way up That's, That's dope
1: downfall right Hell yeah uh, Always listening man you yeah. you, Dreamer. Thank dope. you for, for, always, uh, <laughs> for always Partaking in this journey No matter how fucking drunk and stupid we get <laughs> Uh, I love it though. We we have diehard fans, and I do appreciate the people that did. And you know, I I appreciated what we did. We we went that that, that live route last time, and we had like one or two followers through the whole night. And you oh, know, it's still on good. Instagram Live. Yeah, you know yeah, what happened it still is felt uh,
0: good. I remember um there because I had to go back and listen to all that shit and edit it all up, and there was a lot I cut out of it. I cut out like a good half hour of that shit, and I tried to like, uh, it was just bad. There's, there's parts – you can hear it. There are some parts that I couldn't get to, but there are parts where, like, I'm backing up in the steel chair that is on the concrete, so all you hear is <laughs> I'm like, oh,
2: my God, dude. <laughs> right. And then all the feedback
0: from your headphones into the microphone, and I was just like, ah, horrible. But I don't know, just, just a ton of shit in there. And uh, I think um, some – either uh, – I think um, – Mr. Disick was the first one to join, and then Dirty Joe. I think, and then Dirty right. Joe was like, hey, there's no audio there. And I realized that it was part of the way that I set up the equipment, that there was no audio being fed into the live Instagram. So I'd fixed oh, no. it. Uh, I, I remember fixing it at that point, but he had already hopped off, and nobody had joined, so.
1: So Lessons maybe that was, that was why the, the person uh, before – Left was because they saw it, but they didn't hear anything. Probably interesting, yeah. But if you guys, we learn. If you guys are, yeah, we live and learn. And you know what, you, if you guys are hearing this right now, we should do that more often. I think that was pretty fun. I I really like that idea. Um, it's just a matter of being in person,
0: but yeah, I will say, I think, uh, so I'll spare you the details, but it's, um, you can't really like. You can't take one video source like what we're doing right here right now and plug that into Instagram live. At least I don't think so. I think there may be one application that can do it as of like recently. But um, for the most part, you can't take the, the Zoom audio or the Zoom video and plug it into or broadcast it on Instagram. That would make it easy for us to do every single time um, because we're always on Zoom. But for the moment, the only way I know how to do it is if we are live together. Okay. So, whatevs. More um, inspiration for us. Uh,
1: ultimately, the goal is to be doing this live forever. I know you and I have toyed around with an idea that I, I would like to look into in the future. You know, like get like some kind of uh, space for the podcast where we can kind of meet in the middle and... Um, you know, Maybe whether it, it be like a storage, you know, a, yeah, a, a was, storage room or something. I, Perla, I think that would be kind of cool.
0: I was telling Perla, one thing I want to do this year, um 24, is get better with like time management. And I think if I just spend a day dedicated to the podcast, like a Sunday... Um. Then it would make it easier for me throughout the week to not have to like find different times and, you know, interrupt schedules and things like that. So like, you know, maybe Sunday, I mean, I know your schedule's all, it, it's weekends, but um, conceptually, just just yeah. follow along, conceptually, Sunday, show up, to, you know, in, in your example, show up to the studio early in the morning, watch the movie together, knock out the episode live cut it up right then and there, post it and then be done. Just like use the entirety of the day to like, just do it. And then I can spend the other six days of the week working around the house and, you know, going to work and, you know, being, you know, dedicated time to the family and to work and stuff like that, as opposed to like trying to work on it, you know, a few hours here, a few hours there and kind of always removing myself from family situations and stuff like that. So it'd be nice. Um, mm-hmm. but I don't know. We'll see. I think it's a goal, uh, definitely a goal to work
1: on, and uh, I'm, yeah, it's definitely something to shoot for. And as you said, uh, we're we're hitting a brand new year here. It's it is now uh, coming on to twenty twenty four.
0: Hey, hold on, real quick. Hold on.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, shit on myself. <laughs> oh god. I mean, I spilled god. coffee. My bad. Been there, done that. Okay, That's you were right. saying uh, brand new year twenty twenty four.
1: Yeah, so welcome everyone. It's a brand new year twenty twenty four. We're still kicking it on what would we consider kind of like season three of this podcast, right? I mean, we already hit the marker uh, in October.
0: Um, <clears throat> and do you want to? Do you want to um, like do it calendar year? Are we no, even tracking? No, that? no.
1: I I I like the fact that we do it. Uh, we we start the year off in October, whereas most podcasts do do it from January on. Okay. Um, we I'll started and re- in October. I'll
0: go back and relabel all of our episodes. <laughs> well, season three, you episode don't have to one. Do
1: all that. Well, I, I don't know. Um, that's up to you. Uh, why? Would you have it still as season two? Or yeah,
0: why? it's just been ongoing. Just season two, episode. This would be forty-four. <laughs>
1: Um. Yeah, this would technically be our third year round on this uh, rodeo. Um, we started on Pumpkinhead, and uh, we started in October, and here we are again, uh, two years later, and still rolling. You know, on we're going on year, kind of in year three, season three. Um. Also, I wanted to bring up the fact, and you already know this, Paul. I brought it up yesterday. That uh, this kind of uh, this movie that we're covering today kind of falls into your arc that that we did uh, a couple years back, if you remember us on YouTube. Uh, We did that arc uh, with, uh, uh, what's his name? Stuart Stuart Gordon. Gordon. And uh, this actually kind of continues that element. This was not purposeful. It wasn't meant to be like this, but I totally forgot that uh, it's kind of all connected. So here we are. uh, Horror Fest Part 4. and uh, That's enough for classic. (laughs) Starting it off. With a big banger from uh, back in the day and stuff, and uh, you know, with our beloved uh, Jeffrey Combs and our beloved Barbara Crampton reappearing together uh, on the same screen, and with uh, with another familiar um, character or another familiar actor. You guys are fans of horror films. You guys know about Ken Foree. You remember Ken mm Foree? Well, we'll get into that then. Um, so, so tonight we're turning on that resonator <laughs> and watching the creatures go running amok as we take we take a ride into the beyond.
2: Every journey begins in the mind. A flight of imagination, a vision of what might lie across the universe, or within the deepest regions of the subconscious. Dr. Edward Pretorius is about to embark on such a journey. It's out of control. You've got to turn it off. Something's coming. <laughs> prey. from the makers of Reanimator from Beyond
0: which is a 1980 something <laughs> Could start so far uh, number one it's from beyond not the beyond and number two oh it's
2: 1986
0: I, I said from beyond god damn it i
1: thought i nailed that shit god i dude i was holding on to that nugget this whole time i, uh, I was like oh yeah yeah i got a fresh one for him. you see what morning moonshine does to you the <laughs> morning moonshine god damn it, that shit fucks you okay from beyond from beyond uh another hp lovecraft movie um which is not uh a stranger to this uh podcast already you know we've covered a lot of hp lovecraft um and yes in 1980 what'd you say 1986 same year as robocop 1986 film
0: (laughs) that reminds me of always sunny do you remember the episode where uh charlie where (laughs) Where they kill themselves they kill themselves (laughs) You
1: have to name your first son Murphy Murphy. because that was RoboCop's name. (laughs) (laughs) Bless their hearts, God. Always sunny, man. man. Always sunny will always be in my heart, dude. Always sunny will always be in my heart, dude. That's just fucking... Dude, you remember uh, that it used to be the ultimate hour, dude. We would be at your place, your condo, and... uh, We would watch Always Sunny, but then you remember the second show that would come on that we religiously watched. Testies and testies, right? (laughs) And then they they fucking they ended it after one season.
0: One season. season. There's this guy um, on—I don't know if he's a guy or not. There's this person on Instagram, uh, the floating spaceman, and uh, he—they just post nothing but like comedic clips from TV shows and movies. And this guy's like, again, sorry, this person. Is like ninety nine percent in my brain all the time because it's always the shows and TV uh, TV shows and movies that I watch. It's always the funniest clips. He's always pulling these like, out of nowhere clips, and I'm like, yes, I know that thing. That's fucking hilarious. So I hit him up, and I was like, I hit them up, and I was like, hey, are you familiar with Testies? And they're like, never heard of it. It's like, ah, dude, you gotta check that shit out. I told I told them, one season FX back in the day. Check it out, it's fucking awesome I
1: had an idea We'll we'll, we'll discuss it more further You know what, since that show had had No recognition whatsoever We were probably, I feel like we were the only Household watching it That's (laughs) what kept it afloat for one season Right? We should definitely like, on a side note Like, cover every episode of that Cause that shit was funny (laughs) as fuck
0: That'd be great there's another show there's another show like that um that was on comedy central called big time in hollywood florida one season perfect writing full of cameos dude it's about these two brothers in hollywood florida who want to be filmmakers so it's right up our alley right and they make movies out of the garage and shit like that but it it's just like uh it's like wild things was that the movie where, like, it just gets... That was uh, Nev Campbell. No, and... no, no. What's the movie I'm thinking of with Daniel Stern, Jeremy Piven? Uh um...
1: oh, 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 very bad things. Very bad things, yes. God where... damn, that was a good movie, good too.
0: Where it just goes, like, from one bad situation to the next... You know, where like it just and keeps getting progressively. Up. Yeah, that's how big time in Hollywood, Florida is. Except it's a TV show about two guys trying to make a movie, and it's a comedy. So like it's just fucking great,
1: dude. So so no progressive, uh, no progressive valor there. Just always just like down, 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 and that's it. it just
0: um, yes, there is there is some progress there, but it's 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 amongst a whirlwind of shit, and that shit just keeps getting. That, that pile just kind keeps getting bigger and bigger. It's kind got, of
1: like Al Bundy's life, right? <laughs> yeah, kind when, of. When something good happens, it just instantly falls back.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Simple <laughs> bullshit.
0: It's got um, Ben Stiller. Okay. Um, Keith David. Oh, fuck yeah. We love Keith David. Michael Madsen.
1: Michael Madsen. Love him. Jason Alexander. dad. Jason. No, I'm just kidding. He's got better roles than that. Sorry, I had
0: to say that. Jason Alexander. <laughs>
1: Oh, that's uh, George from Seinfeld. Yeah, and right? then
0: uh, Cuban, Cuban, Cuba Gooding Cuba Jr. Cuba
1: Gooding Jr. Yeah, yeah, I knew exactly. And there's who. some it's other like, people you can't kind say of... Cuban. <laughs> I was like, which one?
0: <laughs> I, I gotta say, uh, Cuba steals the whole fucking show because dude,
1: he's 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 fucking he's amazing, dude. I think he's a very underrated actor. Um and I know like Jerry Maguire is on the top of everyone's list. Everyone knows about that movie, but he was funny as shit in that movie. That Uh, part where he's like standing there fucking naked and shit. Like that he's like, You want to get dressed? (laughs) Don Chris is like, You want to get dressed? He's all like, nah, air dry, man.
0: There's a lot of that in uh Hollywood, Florida. So I'll send you some clips because it's 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 an amazing fucking show. And if you can get your hands on it somewhere, even better. Um I try to I try to tell as many people about it as possible because it's it is hands down one of my favorite shows. And just I'll put in the same category as Testies, just unappreciated. Uh nobody knows of it. Um it's a fucking gem. And it would just be great if people knew more about it. And I am so sad that it got canceled after one season because it was, it was, it was great.
1: Absolutely, yeah. We'll we'll definitely look into that, dude. We'll 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 make that shit happen. But here we are, and we're going into From Beyond, which is a movie that we're we're actually uh, not from, not not familiar with. Again, I, you know, I brought it up as part four of Horrorfest, but, and, and on the first episode of Horrorfest, we covered, uh, God, what was it? It wasn't the, the brain. animator, the, the brain. brain. Yeah. And because uh, I, I, the brain was yeah.
0: not directed by Stuart Gordon. Or no, was it? No, I don't no,
1: remember. no, no, no. It, it was, um, it was part of your art though. Um, and that being cause, uh, the same actors and the same producer uh brian but, i believe so
0: man that guy's all over the place
1: because i, I think brian Yuzna actually produced this one as well
0: yeah he he did and um we made friends with a podcast on instagram called vhs doom podcast and i listened to their most recent episode um well their christmas one they just pushed out a new one yesterday and they were talking about um silent night deadly night and they mentioned brian usna and then um They also mentioned the stuff. They talked about Q, the winged serpent. I was like, man, we need to talk to you guys. You guys are like right up our alley. But it was it was funny because I'm listening to this podcast literally last night on the drive home and they're talking about Brian Usna. And then here we are watching from beyond produced by Brian Usna and Brian's uh, IMDB page is just full of fucking cherries, man. Such good stuff.
1: Yeah, it's a, that's another icon that we lost recently. Uh, a very, very well appreciated um, name uh, in the industry. Also, also he produced uh, Return of the Living Dead Part 3, mm-hmm. which was one, one of my favorite of the franchises, I'd say. Yeah. Just because it had it put its own spin, it kind of went its own direction and stuff like that. And I de- definitely appreciated that about it. It still kept kept the campiness, but didn't try to go as comedic as as the other two. So, right. Um, but it put its own spin, had a beautiful woman on it and uh beautiful zombie woman at that. So, you know, how can you hate, dude? Brian yeah,
0: so we, yeah, we just met her at uh, Monster Palooza, probably got her picture taken with her and everything.
1: Yeah, she doesn't normally do horror too. Like she's not, right. um, she's not a huge horror fan. She actually does a lot more like, whole, wholesome kind of movies and stuff. Yeah, she, I she mean, I I know her from the, uh,
0: the OC. That's uh, she was Fox also Marvel.
1: she was also in Spawn, the movie Spawn.
0: She was, and then she was also in Vampire Diaries, which Perla also fucking loves. So, um, you know, she kind of hits both those things for Perla.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Anyway, sorry, back to From Beyond. Let's go to the beyond. All right.
1: So the movie opens up credits as any normal movie would. Uh, you see the big names. You got, uh, uh, as we said, you got Jeffrey Combs. You got Barbara Crampton, and uh, here's the other one, Ken Faree. And I asked you if you remembered him.
0: You I do know him. I don't. I don't know him by name. And he, mm-hmm. I, I, I have since looked him up, and now I do. And I didn't recognize him in this one because it's 86 and he's so fucking young. Um, but, but yeah, he I, was also
1: in something else that was big. Well, he was young, dare I say, Yes, Dawn of the Dead.
0: Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, saw that. He was like one of the major
1: characters in Dawn of the Dead. Dawn uh, of the
0: Dead. I, I, um, he's also in the in more current stuff. I recognize him as uh, Big Joe Grizzly from uh, Rob Zombie's Halloween. And then he's also in Lords of Salem. That's, um, what, that's
1: what I'm saying. The guy is a monument to horror. Like, and and on top of that, um,
0: Joe Grisland he actually made an appearance
1: in the uh, the uh, uh, the Zack Snyder Dawn of the Dead. Remember, mm. the, he was the uh, priest on the TV who said the same line that his character said in the original Dawn of the Dead: "When there's no more room in hell, dead should walk the earth."
0: Got it. Got it.
1: So uh, he's very. He's very noticeable. I love the guy. He's a good actor, and he's uh, and uh, um, he's definitely an icon in in horror. And I, when I saw the name pop up on the screen, I totally forgot he was on it. But I was just like, Ken Fari. I know that name. But dude, it didn't take but one second when it popped in. I was like, oh fuck, I know this guy. <laughs> So there was, and also played a 49ers fan. Did you see that? He was, he was wearing a 49ers Jersey in the movie.
0: Nah, he was wearing his own Jersey. Oh, was it? Yeah, because uh, remember when he pulls up in the van, he's like, "Uh." And uh,
1: I, I was going to question you about because I'm not a huge football fan. I know you. <laughs> I know you're, my buddy. My buddy PG's dad is a huge 49ers fan, but he's wearing the same colors. So I, I, I was going to wait till we got to that point to see if he recognized the player, but totally wrong. Uh, yeah, we we began with the credit scene and. Uh, it gets right into it actually just like all the uh, all the rest of them right i mean they well, all start off let's talk banger. about what
0: this movie is first we kind of lay the groundwork and then we'll get into the walkthrough a little bit oh um, yeah 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 yeah. The synopsis so from beyond i'll, I'll just kind of give you my take because i just came off watching it and um, from beyond is a movie about some uh, i won't use the term mad scientists but some uh Curious scientists who are trying um, to peek beyond our dimension and into another world, and um, they are successful, but what they end up doing is um, opening up kind of a a gateway, uh, if you will, uh, to the other side, which um, has some devastating effects in that, um, you know, it's starting to pull people, the the humans from our reality into this other dimension or whatever, and uh, it's just... um, You know, causes uh, deformation, disfiguration, kind of mutation, and...
1: um, I'd say displacement, too.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. And so uh, the movie is all about trying to get a handle on that stuff and, um, you know, uh, get it under control
1: i don't think that you've actually put out a better synopsis i think you did that one really well Uh um you're right it's uh it it is it's kind of like a play on dimensional travel but not really to the point of like otherworldly because apparently it's not otherworldly but within the means of our world it's just stuff that we can't see
0: yeah so um The movie starts with um, Jeffrey Combs. Uh, Actually, let me turn this down. Jeffrey Combs um, in this um, laboratory of sorts, so you can tell it's in a house. Um, and he's surrounded right. by all this equipment and like With the wall. is biggest just... supercomputer known to and mankind. It's so all these
2: like old, <laughs> like
1: consoles and shit. Dude, I where watching... It's like today, like you can have the same power function from like a single Mac.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
1: where, yeah. Where all over the room, it's like those, you know, like the tape things. Like you see the tape yeah. Yeah. turning and <laughs> yeah, the old computer systems.
0: I started watching this last night with uh, Perla and Ulysses, and Perla sees the opening and she's like, "That's all fake." And I was like, "What are you talking about? It's 1986. That's all very real. All of that stuff is like the power of like a calculator. It's just,
2: <laughs> it's just
0: old tech, man. It's fucking huge." But yeah, so he's he's surrounded by all this tech, uh, supercomputer stuff, nerding out and he's you know fidgeting with it trying to make some stuff happen and then it turns out it does work he figures out a way to get it turned on and you know the lights kind of change and um he sees you know these creatures that just kind of this thing comes out of nowhere and kind of nips him on the cheek and and, he's got this big dash in his cheek and so not only is he open you know this this gateway for other things to come through but they are tangible they they um can hurt you in real life. Um I guess because it is real life. But it's just you know, yeah yeah, it's interdimensional. Yeah.
1: Right. They're actually physical beings that are there. Um the, the things that he describes, they, they look very much like eels. Like picture eels with like piranha heads. Yeah. Something like that, you know, like a bunch of weird, like floaty things. It's like they're floating in the atmosphere.
0: Right. So uh Combs plays uh, Dr. Crawford Tillinghast, and he runs over and starts knocking on the door for his, um, this other guy, um, Dr. Edward P- Pretorius. Pretorius,
2: is that how you say it? I, yes, Pretorius. you said that, absolutely, okay. I would have I
1: stumbled Pretorius. on that name, but cool name, strong name, right? Yes. Very very sciencey kind of name. I mean, obviously it was made to be that way, but it's 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 up there as recognizable as like you know Dr. Frankenstein. It's just Dr. Pretorius it's, it's very strong. It's
0: it's funny that you just said that. Because wait for it.
1: Waiting. Ellipsis. Dot dot dot. <laughs> Sorry. I like using ellipses.
0: Dr. Pretorius's character is named after Dr. Septim- Septimius Pretorius Henry Frankenstein's former teacher who seduces Henry to the dark side. Wow what Do- a strange correlation. So you nailed it. Oh holy shit. Good job. Thank you. But yeah,
1: it's a very strong sciency name like if I had the name Dr. Pretorius, I'd totally be a scientist. And especially go for something world-renowned. is like crossing the traverse of different dimensional travels, you know? Yeah. So. So very
0: strong. Dr. Pretorius (laughs) opens the door. He's putting on this robe, right? He's like, uh, uh, no clothes from the the midsection up, right? He's shirtless, at least. He's putting on this robe. And he runs over into the lab to see what... um, uh, combs is uh, trying to talk about and he sees that the machine is working and they turn it on and you know it starts getting windy and things are happening things are moving and um you know he's super excited about it and at the same time the neighbor comes over because uh, she you know or they show the neighbor calling the cops and she's like hey those mad scientists are at it again i want to file a complaint he said you said you're going to come get them
1: i don't even think she knew that there were scientists she's more like these people are like fucking there's weird lights coming out of their window and shit like that again like
0: yeah and there's you know the windows are getting busted out so we're seeing that this machine that they call the resonator is having some adverse effects in the lab and kind of causing commotion Um, um
1: Wait, wait, and she's not even a close neighbor. I mean did you see like the size of that yard and then like the gated fucking like <laughs> like so she's what down the hill and that shit's bothering her? If I was the cops if she called for that shit and I was the cops, she saying say, Hey, my neighbor that lives fucking a hundred fucking meters away or so and so is bothering me. I just don't get the fuck off,
0: <laughs> Shut, <it> off.
1: <laughs> Shut up lady. Can't you feel
2: it
0: So she, um, her dog ends up running over to the house, and she chases after the dog. And when she's in the house, she gets to the door of the lab. Jeffrey Combs' character comes out, and he's running away, and she's, you know, trying to run away with him.
1: With an axe through the door. Uh, <laughs> really yeah. Kind of out of nowhere, right?
0: Um, yeah. Go on. Sorry. So, so we get outside the house, and we notice that the address of the house is six six six. I I didn't notice that. that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, Nice. And and we get to the front and the cops are there and the the neighbor's like, oh, my God, my dog. And she goes back into the house to get the dog. And what we find is the dog is like, you know, licking uh, Dr. Pretorius. He's on the floor face down and the dog is eating or licking what used to be Dr. Pretorius's head. And then cut to opening scenes. I was like, oh, I wanted to see what it looked like. Which is
1: strange. I mean, not only was it a decapitation, but it was the strangest looking thing ever, right? It was a twisted stump.
0: Yeah. It it was
1: almost as if uh, something had bottle capped him. Right. We didn't actually see what happened, but we just know that as soon as that door was open, there was the body and it's like the neck was separated from the head, but it was twisted off like a cap.
0: Right. Yeah. Almost like a soft serve when you go to McDonald's and it just does a little swirly <laughs> yeah, thing. Yeah. That's exactly yeah. what I look like. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we come out of opening scenes or opening credits Ooh. and we are met by Barbara Crampton, Dr. Catherine McMichaels. Um and some other doctors and they're discussing the mind state of uh, Doctor Tillingas, Jeffrey Combs, um and she's you know dumbfounded by it because she knows him to be a legit scientist you know someone who is known in the industry, but the doctors at the hospital are kind of trying to classify him as schizophrenic, right? and so they well yeah because when in. when
1: he uh, ran into the cops and stuff like that he was all fucking crazy and he was right trying to explain basically he's trying to explain what what he had seen which mm-hmm. nobody in their right mind and of this world is gonna believe anything he had to say so he wound up in the loony bin
0: well i think uh the the um the whole point like the whole the whole thing is like hey what happened um what happened to dr pretorius because he doesn't have a head and uh you know, Dr. Tillingas is like, it ate him. What ate him? The thing that came over from the other dimension. I'm like, oh, okay, you are not okay in the head. We got to put you in the loony bin. But we all know that he's telling the truth. But Barbara, right, right. Barbara Campton's character is brought in to kind of understand all of that, right? So um, after talking with him a little bit, um, we find out that the machine, the resonator, is used to stimulate the uh, ooh, I'm gonna fuck this up. Penile gland. Penial gland.
1: I believe it's that. That's the term. Uh, I could be mistaken. I know it's not penile gland. <laughs> Although, weirdly enough, you, you, a you lot see of sexual overtone
0: in this movie and uh well
1: that 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 kind of goes with every hp lovecraft i was like if you that looks that like a now. boner and that looks yeah, like a boner yeah. and... uh hp uh, lovecraft i, I somehow implores sexuality in this very strange way in a very scientific way and stuff but it's always implored in some of the in, in these stories so like you know whatever you know well uh, but yeah i i no, I don't, I don't know if you. I don't know if I can look it up. Uh, I think it's pineal gland.
2: Yeah, uh, you're, right. you're it's, right.
1: Yeah. Okay, it's a part of the brain. Um, I, I, from what I understand, it's a part of the brain that that kind of remains unused. Uh, and and scientifically speaking, we don't really know what it's used for and stuff. So so for for uh, uh, for for most people, they believe it has something significant, like something. Uh, 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 of some ulterior function that our brain cannot do?
0: Um, so. They refer to it in the movie, or at least in the open, you know, in this scene where, um, you know, Barbara Crampton is visiting um, Jeffrey Combs in the hospital for the first time. They refer to the pineal gland as the potential third eye of the mind. And, right. Um, right. Hieroglyphics, third
1: eye vision. Yeah. <laughs>
0: So she, because she understands the science behind everything that he's saying and knows who he is, she's like, you know what? I don't think he's crazy. I think he's telling the truth. And so she, you know. Are we
1: going to gloss over the fact that she walked into that one room and the guy was jerking off? Yeah, I was going to. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Well, we covered that now. Go on.
0: (laughs) Well, it just reminded me of Silence of the Lambs because that happens in there, too, where the guy just like fucking throws his wad at um, Jodie Foster.
1: Well, not only that, this guy's sitting there jerking off, but looks at her, like, upside down and backwards. And and she's like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Random (laughs) guy jerking off and shit. Cool.
0: Okay. Got it. Um, so, um... So she believes him, right? So, she, and I think part of the reason she believes yeah, him is they did can tell a cat from the scan.
1: Go that that she doesn't think he's he's totally full of shit. But well, like she, they might be onto something.
0: The way that she proved it to herself was to have the hospital run a cat scan on him, and they saw that his pineal gland was like enlarged, meaning right that like and it that, had that been, lady
1: was calling it a tumor or something, right? Yeah,
0: fucking doctors, what do they know?
1: While she's smoking a cigarette,
0: remember we talked <laughs> it was about the 80s, that man. It was a better time. It was a better time. It's
1: all Like, ah, yeah, yeah, he's all fucked up and probably gay and shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> like the guy from Radiocracy. Your shit's shit. all
0: fucked up and <laughs> you talk like a you fag. <laughs> There's that fag talk we talked about. <laughs> nice. Anyways, um, so she's like, look, let me take him back to the house, kind of put him back in the environment. Um, I want to see the equipment. I want to see kind of what happened. And then we can try to figure out what happened to Dr. Petorius. And they're like, okay, he's going to be released to your custody, but under police watch. So she's checking him out of the hospital. And this is where we meet um, Ken Forre, which I don't know. I I, I didn't agree with his character name, but I, I get it. His what name... was
1: it? I can't remember what his character name was.
0: Bubba Brownley.
1: <laughs> well, if it was Bubba Blackley, that'd be more <laughs> stupid. <laughs> uh, well, you know, in, in all fairness, I don't think they even referred to him much with his name and stuff. However, I noticed something about the guy. Again, he's wearing a fucking. He's wearing a a fucking turtleneck. Which drew me back to uh, uh, Dawn of the Dead. If you guys aren't familiar with this character on Dawn of the Dead, he's like, he's one of the main two characters. You got the blonde dude, I forgot his name, uh, and then you got the black dude. They're they're both um, they're both SWAT team members, right? And then they, they kind of steal the show, right? Like they're they're both like brothers in arms and stuff like that. They, they they take care of each other and stuff. And the, he 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 portrays the same kind of role, a, a very uh, intellectual strange and crazy in his own rightful mind kind of way. Hmm. And I, I I don't, I don't know if that's just uh, played off of uh, who he is normally, but it's just, he like, you can tell he's a little weird. I I think he even says it right. When, when he meets up with the, uh, I'm sorry, what's Barbara Crampton's name? He said, Uh, Dr. Dr.
0: Something McMichaels, Uh, Catherine McMichaels.
1: So when Doctor Catherine meets up with them and stuff like that, and she's all like, "Yeah, he's a bit crazy and stuff like that," you know, like, and he goes, "We're all crazy in our own way." I try to, I tried to do it with the deep voice, like he's got, it. <laughs> <laughs> but right, like he he kind of mentions it, like you know, like everybody's crazy and blah blah blah, and like he's kind of a little weird himself and stuff. So he he's he's technically playing the not typecasted, but just kind of the same kind of character that we kind of usually. Uh, CMS. It's, um, it's
0: funny because I, I had a different interpretation of his character in this movie. He, he seemed okay. to be a little bit more simple. Oh, hi. Like, especially in the opening when we see him for the first time and he's, he's meeting the, the two doctors and he's like...
2: <laughs> I'm Sergeant Buford Brown, but my teammates call me Bubba. I used to play pro football. We were all crazy. <laughs>
1: Oh, that would explain that would explain the jersey. Yeah, yeah, later yeah. On. So okay. he's like
0: I used to be a football player, so you know, I'm crazy too or you know, we all do crazy things. Insinuating that like playing football is crazy and I think that notion comes from the idea that people have a lot of head trauma, even though it's kind of too early for that. I don't know, maybe I'm looking too far into it, but the point is I got like Simpleton, like he to me he was more like um there's like a like a dumbness to him. All right. right. And you kind of see you know, that throughout that you the movie. Bring it where up, I like,
1: can kind of see it. And f- it's funny because I was looking the opposite direction. I was like, I would trust him as a cop more than
0: most of the oh. cops. Whereas <laughs> I'm like, how the fuck is this guy a cop? <laughs> <laughs> Matt's see, like, that's why
1: we do this podcast. I'm like, like two separate.
0: Who <laughs> gave this guy a gun? And I Matt's like, together. my life is in your hands, dude.
1: Oh, all the way, dude. Dude, I would want this guy to save me. My life especially, is in your hands, especially,
0: especially in his underwear scene and shit,
1: <laughs> which we're gonna talk about. But uh, okay, yeah, so uh,
0: so um, so, Doctor McMichael's uh, Barbara Crampton has um, Jeffrey Combs um, released to her under the supervision of um, this cop, Bubba Brownlee, played by Ken Forey And they go back to the house and they get there at night and immediately they go upstairs to the resonator and they start fucking with it.
1: I want to say upstairs, when we talk about upstairs, it's like it's like the attic, right? It's not not even like a a room. It's 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 above everything else, it seems like.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, kind of like an attachment or something. Yeah, it, it's, I mean, it's there's
1: no the windows top. and stuff like that, and it's got every reason to believe, like, there's the archway wall. for the roof, so know, every reason to think it might be the attic. There's one window, okay, so. At what point? I'm I'm sorry. At what point did, did they were they looking at Doctor Pretorius's like old works and stuff like that? You know what well, I'm talking it, about. So they
0: walk so they walk into the house. Um, they're not looking at his old work per se. They walk into his bedroom. Old documented footage. Uh, so okay, you know what I'm talking about. Oh, hold on, let me. I didn't listen. want to jump.
1: <laughs> I didn't want to jump in on that yet.
0: So they all get into the house. Right. Um, Jeffrey Combs goes one way um, Ken Forey goes another way and Barbara Crampton is just kind of like walking the grounds And she starts hearing What Sounds like screaming And oh, Maybe cries for help But you don't hear the word help But you get that vibe of like someone's in distress And she starts walking up the stairs And gets a little bit louder And then she gets to the door where Dr. Petorius's room is And she walks in and what does she find resonator? No, she finds Ken Forey in Dr Pretorius' room.
2: This guy was into some weird shit. Uh, 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 That's him. Dr Edward Pretorius. Uh.
0: Full of like sadomatic, uh, sadomatic S and M shit.
1: He's got, yeah, yeah, he's got the hooks. He's got, he's got the the chains, straps, and, and
0: the, different beds and all kinds of uh, stuff. And, and, he and he also
1: finds video, right? Yeah.
0: So the cop is watching a video of. Doctor Pretorius. We're, we're,
1: we're looking at Dr. Pretorius' extracurricular activities. Right. Put He's it that way.
0: Going to town on some dominatrix on video or whatever, and they're like, oh, okay, get an idea of who this guy is. And the cop um is like, This guy's you know, crazy deranged, a sick animal or whatever it is. And um Well, get, we would the, call him normal at this point. Yeah, and Barbara Crampton <laughs> character is like he was a genius and I was like that doesn't mean he wasn't a sexual deviant. I mean, you can both be right. No,
1: fuck <laughs> no, dude. That's totally normal. That's totally normal behavior. But yeah, back then, it probably like, you know, uh, I don't know. Uh, Yeah, it's, it's just funny because you don't normally see a professional scientist as the type. But then when you think about it, you know, a corrupted mind and stuff like that, it's a little weird. Kind of fits in, kind of fills in. To the uh, you know the thoughts of, uh, when you get into the mind of like what you said pretty much a mad scientist and and I know you you said it in a way where you're more curious and stuff but all scientists are curious right I I believe him to be a mad scientist I think he is the epitome of what a mad scientist is
0: I have a, I have a thought so I have a thought involved, on the whole thing the how the sexual the sexuality his sexuality why it is. The way that it is.
1: It's about control.
0: Mm, maybe, maybe. But I'll, I'll get into it in a minute as we dive in okay. a little bit more on the resonator. Anyway, so they're in this room. They see, they get an idea of, you know, who he is uh, in his personal life. And I think even Barbara Crampton's is like, I don't care about his personal life. Insinuating that, like, man could do yeah, whatever she just he wants. deleted that video.
1: That's, like, in her head, she's all like, I don't give a fuck what he is on his extracurricular. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bullshit.
0: So um, they all convene in the uh, in the lab in the uh, in the attic, and
1: uh, could I add in one thing real fast before it. we get too far into it? Uh, I want to say that that Barbara Crampton's role in this is is totally different from what we've seen her do before. She's playing that nerd kind of role. She's got the glasses, she's got the no makeup and stuff like that, and she's still she's still by far a very beautiful woman. But it's funny because, um. You know, like we we don't normally see her in this light. So it's kind of fun. It kind of shows her range as well. You know, she's not just a beautiful person in general. I mean, you know, and bless her soul. She showed herself fully nude and and reanimator. And that was probably like one of her first movies in the the first place and stuff. But she's 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 not just the body, but she's the brains as well. So I wanted to, uh, you know,
0: put that in there in appreciation anyway yeah i have a thought about that too but as we go so okay. they're upstairs they're looking at all the equipment jeffrey combs is trying to destroy it and they're like no 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 like destroy like, what? Def- the resonator there you go yes sir the resonator because he's like look which also kind of blew apart in pieces from the last incident um, I think he'd ripped he, he the, orb. Even says, the orb was intact, he, but the antennas. There was some yeah, he even mentioned I mean, that like I ripped this part out uh, and I think it was to kind uh, of stop they, what they, was happening. They
1: collected uh not to get too scientific, but they collected vibrations and stuff like that. A lot of the sciences in this movie seem to actually kind of fit true life. It seems well, like
0: he, here's the thing. Um so Stuart Gordon, um, I won't say notoriously, but is famously known for having doctors weigh in on medical stuff so that it can be as accurate as possible
1: you can tell and so it, it totally fits
0: so a lot of um what surrounds the lore of the pineal gland in this movie is mostly factual um there was one doctor there was one thing i read where it said that the pineal gland would be less susceptible to vibration and more susceptible to light um, but other than that, it's kind that of that like, was
1: actually portrayed in the movie.
0: um We'll get there, and I'll yeah. point it
1: out. So that so, actually was. So yeah, there. There,
0: there is. I mean, I'm not saying you simulate the pineal gland and you can see into other dimensions, but that's kind of, kind what of where they're going. Think.
1: Well, well, I think that's what the resonator's job was to do.
0: Yeah, it's to it kind of up the frequencies. The Right. Yeah, it, it it creates such high frequencies and by extension vibration that it's stimulating your pineal gland, the, uh, um, which allows you, you to see to into this other dimension. So you have to turn Connect on the machine field, to be able roadmap. to see and all course, these other monitors. creatures and things like that. But the, the scary this. part is that this monster so came from that place the and then ate the head of Dr. Petorius and, and that's how we're in this position in the first place where he's having to I explain what happened and kind of prove to them uh, what happened so they get the machine 20, going right, and the they're all kind of just like waiting and to see what's going to happen and Jeffrey Combs field, is telling the rest of them like hey, when you start to see this stuff, gland, don't us to
2: move. move listen to me don't move When we're in the field of the vibrations. Why? You move, and they may see you. It will see you.
0: Because if you don't move, it's like a T-Rex. They can't see you, so you'll be fine. So he flips the switch. They're all kind of standing around waiting for something to happen. He also says
1: he's going to shut it off at first sight. Yeah, if it gets out of hand. Right, because he had to manually switch it because... Whatever he broke, uh, he broke all remote access to it and stuff. Right. He's got to manually like do it and uh, manually shut it off from the machine itself, from the resonator itself.
0: So while this is going, Jeffrey Combs and Barbara Crampton start generating some like sexual tension between them. They start... Staring deeply into each other's eyes, and like you can tell, like there's start there's an attraction there, but at the same time, uh, can uh Forry, Ken Forry. he's being allured by what he's seeing, but also at the same time kind of um stimulated. I, I got the same vibe. So right, there's, watching there's a, them, which is yeah, yeah, yeah there's a lot of sexual. <laughs> but he also he also digressed from that too. Like you guys
1: are disgusting. Like, stop. <laughs> like, <laughs> right? I don't know if that was before or after the actual resonator process was happening, but like no, like, it was, yeah, it, was during, disagree it was during it was during
0: it. It was during, like,
2: and that's he, the whole he's
1: thing. Like basically take your heads out of your asses, you guys. This is a
0: science project, <laughs> you know. Yeah,
1: it, it there was a weirdness to him about like watching it, so I don't know who knows what was going on.
0: Well, so it's in this scene where I'm starting to realize that the resonator is um, providing some s- sexual stimulation to everybody, right. and then it may, and then it put the thought in my head. Well, maybe that's why the why Doctor Petorius is the sexual deviant that we know him to be now because. Of all of his work leading up to this and, point, he's and the been pineal gland yeah kind of exactly. Yeah. It's kind of like um, you, know, you actually the you know? doorway there
1: that I didn't even think of. Yeah, you, you might be right about yeah. that. Yeah, was he a sexual deviant before or after he was this mad scientist? Yeah, it, it right. goes unknown.
0: So yeah, because that, may,
1: is, that makes the story even more interesting.
0: Is this the reason? So is this the reason why he's conducting this study, right? Because he's a sexual deviant and wants to take it to a whole nother level? Or is it a byproduct of, you know, trying to explore the pineal gland and then by extension became a sexual deviant?
1: I'm going to go with the byproduct route. And the only reason I say this is because, uh, you know, like uh, Dr. Pretorius actually reminds me of basically uh, the reanimator's point of view and stuff, right? He wants to explore a science that's completely unknown to man and stuff like that. And he wants to push it to absolute limits just to prove that it works.
0: Yeah, I don't disagree with you there. So there you that's kind of where I go with it, you know. So while all of this is happening, they start to see this figure, this shadow uh, figure coming from around the corner, and sure enough, it's Dr. Petorius And Jeffrey Combs is like, I know it, it's happening. Oh my god, be careful, blah, blah, blah. He's freaking out. It's and uh, Dr. Petorius shows up, and Are they're like, know. Yeah, we found out
1: he was pretty much kidnapped by the other side, right? He was, just, uh, he, he was stuck there in this place where the, wherever these pictures came from. What? Who is it? Show yourself.
2: It can't be you. Dr. Pretorius? You have me at a disadvantage, my dear. Crawford, where are your manners? Bring your friend to me. I saw you die. No, not die. Just pass beyond. It was horrible. A necessary rite of passage. Quite wonderful, in fact. Where have you been hiding? Move toward me, my dear. I want to see you. How did I survive? I am the master here. Is it... Is it really you, Edward? Touch me. If it pleases you. If it helps you understand. Enough of that.
0: <sighs> I don't. I mean, oh, I don't so, know if so, he went yeah, there he, willingly. He, that, that's I, what I was gonna like say. Can, yeah, I mean, his, his sexual deviance and curiosity for the unknown and and higher stimulation would probably mm-hmm. lead him to be, you know, allow himself to be overtaken well, he, by that stuff. Pro- he but he he's also like a he was scientist. Doing better and,
1: there, right? He was just like this is a whole nother world. This is a whole nother experience. He even said our flesh is nothing. Our image is nothing. And that's when he started reforming and like, turning it into something even stranger right
0: yeah so this is where we get a lot of like body dysmorphia and you know just kind of i think Another jeffrey comes went to like yeah. touch him on the shoulder and it just kind of like his fingers just kind of like melted into his shoulder which i thought was pretty fucking cool i gotta say the special the the effects in this thing are fucking awesome there's some great yeah, his creatures flesh turned into, like
1: play-doh and shit yeah right? like, the minute like he touched
0: him his fingers imprints were still
1: in his uh on his traps you know, you're like, oh, what the fuck? <laughs> he's, just, he's like Clayface, right, from fucking Batman or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he's just like, yeah, you know, like ah, oh, this is just flesh. It means nothing. You know, almost, almost the same take as you would get on Hellraiser, right? But yeah, uh, in, instead of instead of hell, it's more like a different world or a, a world on top of our own kind of thing, like a, a place where our bodies don't make sense. But our minds mean everything. And and I think that's where he's going with that. They, they go through this process. Uh, he sees Dr. Pretorius and he shuts down the operation. Because things are starting to get too weird, right? Dr. Pretorius is like, oh, come where I'm at and blah, blah, blah. You know, like... And things are—he's starting to mutate and stuff, and uh, things are getting a little crazy and stuff. And that's when Jeffrey Combs himself talks about how he's going to shut down the program, and he does, right? He shuts it down.
0: Yeah, yeah, he pulls—he pulls the plugs, I um, think—to just kind of like shut it all down. And yeah. so they're like, all right, let's regroup, you know what I mean? So that, you know, there's this cutscene of them, like, eating breakfast or whatever and just kind of... And again, discussing Ken Faurie is
1: cooking, remember? Like yeah, he, he did made on some Dawn weird... of the Dead.
0: Yeah, but, like, they, they he made some, like, weird, like, potato balls or something. I don't know what the fuck he made in this one.
1: I, I, I made a point of this, though. Like, when I saw him cooking, I was like, dude... He's using the same chef techniques that he did in Dawn of the Dead. Mm. I can't help but think that Ken Foree's got like a little dose of the um, culinary arts himself. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like there's a reason why he's always like the cook and shit.
0: Here's why. Ready?
1: You actually found out a reason why? Yeah. Fuck yeah! Lar, uh-huh. <laughs> here's, a,
0: here's the here's um, the the bio on Ken Foree. All right. Large, likable, and muscular actor Ken Foree was born in Kentosis Alvin Fore Oh, sorry. I thought that was a place. He was born as Kentot- Kentotis Kentosis Alvin Foree on February 29th, 1948. Oh, he's born on a leap year, dude. On leap day, no shit. February 29th. That's crazy. And there's leap year this year. Interesting. So he was born in Indiana. Forey attended Loyola University in Chicago and studied acting at Michael Shulman's Performing Gallery in New York City. He began his career in off-Broadway theater and worked as an assistant manager at a restaurant in Greenwich Village in order to keep there himself <laughs> afloat during his salad days. There we go. Holy Dude, shit. Dude, you are two for two today. Good job. <laughs> God damn. I love you,
1: Ken. <laughs> Got you know what? He, he's he's going to be a guy when when the time comes, he passes. I'm definitely going to miss that guy. Good guy.
0: Okay. So, they all call it a night, right? So, they eat, they go to bed, whatever, mm-hmm. and then uh, Barbara Crampton, she's starting to wake up and we see her in bed and she's in a full like nighty gown or whatever. Very prim- wait, wait, wait. proper.
1: Advisory you warning, know. things get saucy from here.
0: Yes. <laughs> turn right, it up to 11 <laughs> so she wakes up because she it, it kind of insinuated that she has a headache maybe right like she she's rubbing mm-hmm. her head a little bit like right at the at the for, front front fore um front I, of her forehead i
1: i don't know if this is what everyone would think but like at that time what i was thinking is it's residual energy from the from the resonator, right? And it's still getting to your head. Well, yeah, and, and you got and vibrations. It's not only affecting her, you but the other people who are asleep as well.
0: Supersonic vibrations fucking with your brain. It's bound right. to feel it's, a, it's, a certain it's like,
1: way. It's like haunting. It's like a haunting of the resonator. It, resonations are still there. Kind of right. Way. Same thing. She's sleeping. She's got this headache. And then she goes into, I'm going to doll myself up mode, right? Well...
0: Mm, no I, I mean the wrong I, wrong part yeah you're not there yet <laughs> we're not there oh, okay yet. sorry um she's she's in just uh and i only the bring this gap. up i only bring this up because it, it it goes to your point earlier and it goes to a point i want to make later um so she's sleeping in like a full like White proper gown. yeah nightgown Right? She's still no Which makeup. Is something that
1: happened in the 80s. If you weren't born then, you, you don't know what it is. <laughs> but even then, I, I would think it's... it's not so a bathrobe, but it's actual something that you sleep in and shit. They don't have that. I, I You know, I find myself thinking about that. This movie was made in the 90s or above. She would just be sleeping in a t-shirt and her panties. Right?
0: I mean, it's 86. There's cocaine there's you know everyone's having a great time it's a party the 80s <laughs> <laughs> the 80s was a party era for sure
2: right
1: but it was also it so was also um, uh, what's the word i'm looking for where non revealing
0: there was still a level of like conservator, conservative conservative that?
1: that's that's the word i was Yeah looking so yes. so
0: the gown she's wearing is very conservative right
2: mm-hmm. like right Kind Decent. of goes with her science kind of like, yeah, yeah, closet, yeah, 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 yeah.
0: yeah. Anyways, so she, she's awoken because she's got a headache, and what she's finding is that she's being drawn back to the resonator. So she goes back upstairs, no one's up there. She's, she, you know, is just kind of looking around, and then Jeffrey Combs is awakened because he, you know, spider senses are going off, and he goes oh. upstairs to the resonator, and there she is with it turned on in full mode like full go mode and she's just like being drawn by it. There's a lot of wind. She's it's drawn
1: like... in by Dr. Pretorius, right? Well
0: like, not uh... not as of yet. We just see her kind oh, okay. of you know, like being allured by it. And then when he when Jeffrey Combs comes in he's like, What are you doing? Like you gotta turn it off. Turn it off
2: No I have to see more. more. Turn it off.
0: No. (laughs) And she's like, no, you, you gotta let it run or whatever. And as he gets closer to her, she draws him in and starts making out with him. And at first, he kind of pushes his way off of her, but I took it as like he is in the biome of the um, vibration. So his pineal gland is also now getting re-stimulated just as much as her is. hers is. And so he tries to push himself off of her, but then she pulls him back in and then he ends up getting into it with her and they just start making out all hot and heavy right there. This is the point in which um, Dr. Pretorius, we just
2: hear him. I'm impressed, Crawford you realize now what I was creating? Edward, my God, what have you become? Myself.
0: But we only see this, like, side profile of him. And you can kind of see some stuff on the other side, but it's not until he fully turns and reveals himself. And he's like... Like, Two face and shit, and he's got like this... <laughs>
2: it's not That's even that it. it's
0: just it's this fucking awesome bodysuit where we're like yeah you know two-faced the his, the left side of his him kind of his,
1: face is melted into still his body man. Kind of thing.
0: yeah and it just uh, i don't know why i keep doing this nobody can see what i'm doing <laughs> no i i've been doing that too i'm all like this
2: <laughs>
0: yeah so it just kind of like falls off to the side but like the head kind of melts down well, it's at an like angle the into the shoulder himself, and, right yeah yeah it's fucking awesome and so he is now, Doctor Pretorius is now pulling uh, Barbara Crampton into him, right? And starts, you know, keeps her fondling
1: her and molesting her. Um, it, it, what What's funny about this is like I was, I, it was dating me back to the old reanimator uh, uh, days and shit like that. I'm like, man, this woman has been the. Uh, Whatever you the victim of, of essentially monster porn a couple <laughs> yeah, that's times true. <laughs> that's true yeah Jeffrey Combs uh, must have fun, fun doing that kind of shit but it, it's very saucy right like fucking he starts feeling her up well
0: Jeffrey Combs at... breaks out of the room because he's trying to go find um, uh, Bubba um, right that's what it is but at mm-hmm. the same time, we're seeing what's happening. So we see Jeffrey Combs running through the house, but at the same time, we see what's happening with Barbara Crampton. And so, Doctor Pretorius is um, um, kind of explaining to her, but not really, about like the the pineal gland being like the sixth sense. Make, right? Yeah, I can so make
1: you see things that you wouldn't have seen. Right. Blah blah blah, kind of thing. So he starts uh, he talking starts about undressing her and stuff, and well, groping, he, groping her a little bit.
2: Life, I would have enjoyed you in another way.
1: I mean, he
0: does it in order of. A lot of, of
1: fingers that go longer into the board,
0: you know? He does it in order of senses, right? So he's like, here. smell, and he smells her. And then taste, and he licks the side of her face. And then he goes, touch. And he puts his hand out, and you see his fingers just like uh, kind of grow. And he rips her, he rips the, the, the the gown and, you know, we see her tits pop out and he's like rubbing all up on her tits. And, um, you know, so it's at this point where, um, Ken Forey, uh, finds, uh, Combs. And he, he mm. runs out of the room, and all he's wearing is these, like, little speedos, and he's, like, tackling Jeffrey Combs.
1: They're like the old briefs from back in the day that people used to wear before there was boxers and shit like that, right? Like, so, I mean... Thank goodness. I mean eye candy on both sides and shit. You, yeah. You know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I say that because you get a full glimpse of like the package and shit at some point and stuff, while they're downstairs in the basement when they go downstairs. In yeah. The basement, yeah, yeah, yeah. They they try to shut down the uh, generator,
0: I believe it well, is. Well what happens is the two of them run into the um into the lab and mm-hmm. Dr. Pretorius is so on Barbara Crampton that he's like blocking their attempts to shut down the resonator. So since they can't shut it down from the lab, uh, Jeffrey Combs is like, hey, let's go um, cut the power to the house. So they run downstairs to uh, the basement. But at the same time, what's happening is those vibrations are reaching all the way down. And so they're starting to like see things in the basement and it's this big like snake worm worm that looks like um uh it kind of looks like the um what are those monsters from um stranger things
1: oh uh the the god i almost said dagobah but that's the name of a planet on star wars uh yeah those things (laughs) it starts with the dagobahs (laughs)
0: <laughs> I love it. I love it. It looks like a table, but <laughs>
1: it's, 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 it's like a worm. Uh, it just got a dark void for a mouth and kind of like saw like teeth and shit like yeah, that. Yeah. 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 And, 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 other, other than the other um, creatures that, that are fabricated by the resonator itself, it, cause those more like, look, look more ghostly, right? Like you transparent, you can see through them. This one's actually just like fully there. Like uh, it's just a huge fucking worm that's in the middle of the fucking basement. I I don't I don't know if there's a significance for this one not being transparent like the other creatures. But well, the other it, ones are smaller. It's, like it's been there. The other ones are smaller,
0: right? And, and right. here and here's okay. So here here's kind of the way that I I because I noticed the same thing. Why are these bigger? Why are these physical? Why are the other ones smaller? Why are they like transparent? But the other transparent ones, when they come up and bite you, um, they are physical. So they go from being transparent, almost like spirits, to being a physical thing. And I think for me, the way I made it up in my head was the longer you sit in those vibrations, the more intense they become. So Hmm. the the more real, the more tangible these things become.
1: Yeah, I, I wouldn't say real because apparently they're really there. It's just that we don't see them,
0: right? So, so they go from being translucent or transparent or whatever. Mm-hmm. They go from being spirits to being physically there because so the that vibrations one, are getting stronger it could, and longer. It could have
1: been there since the beginning, and it, it's it, like maybe it made a full crossover kind of thing. Um, you know?
0: I think it's your pineal gland becoming overstimulated. Mm, okay You know what I mean Like the, It still the, makes sense too Yeah Okay yeah 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 That That's the way I took it But this thing Goes and like Eats Jeffrey Combs For the most part It's like sucking him in So like Half of Yeah all you is see Is his legs at <laughs> Yeah 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 are
1: like Oh shit So uh,
0: So Ken Forey Is like Freaking the fuck out He's like I don't know What to do here So he sees All the, the wires For like He the grabs power. a knife Doesn't he No, nah, I, I don't remember that All I remember Is him yeah, yeah, grabbing no, he, All the he, wires
1: he, he, he runs upstairs He grabs a knife And I'm thinking At the same time like, You're a fucking cop
0: You have a gun Why you
2: <laughs> get gun
0: Because he's Almost naked In the basement He didn't have time To grab his gun You know what I mean
1: I'm going dirty hairy with fucking speedos on any fucking day and shit like that. The sleep with the gun belt on? It's a good story for the guys back at the precinct.
2: <laughs>
0: Anyways, so they pulled the he pulls the power and as soon as the power is pulled, everything goes away, right? Which makes sense because you can only see these things when the resonator's on. So like Barbara Crampton um, immediately is like just there's nothing around her. Jeffrey Combs is like dropped from the mouth of this thing, but what we find is Jeffrey Combs—he's got no hair, he's got no eyebrows, he's got no facial hair. Like it—it it was like eating him, and now he was he halfway looks...
1: consumed by it. And uh, when they shut down the power, uh, he wasn't. I, I get the hint of like what happened to Doctor Pretorius—the so head twisted off kind of thing. Like, like it didn't get to that point yet. So when they shut it off, I. Uh, he had come to but he had no hair anymore he was bald as an eagle no eyebrows right uh and had kind of an an, an enlarged dome yeah way.
0: well it was it's it was starting here right right
1: right so, right it wasn't like fully there but it, it was on its way
0: so they they put him down right so so uh Ken fory puts picks him up um you know they put him in bed Barbara Crampton comes down and like she's kind of caring for him in Doctor Pretorius's old room, um, which is full of you know the S and M shit. And so she starts looking around the room and she finds all the dominatrix stuff. And she ends up putting that stuff on. She puts. She ends up putting on this like these these very
1: sexy scene for all you guys on looking. But anyways, gone.
0: Um. So. Yeah, it's, it's a good scene. I mean, it's a sexy scene because she's doing it real slow and the way that she's applying the red <laughs> lipstick. Of course, of course. But here, here's why I thought this it was.
1: This is where she goes from, like, nerdy scientist to, like, fucking, like, the polar opposite, right? Like, fucking wild girl kind of shit. So this and is, so, okay. I like Barbara Crampton because she can do both fucking sides.
0: So this is where my points kind of intersect. Right, so mm. I said earlier that I think that Dr. Pretorius is a byproduct, like his sexuality, his sexual deviance, is a byproduct of consistently working on this project with the uh, uh, with this gland or whatever, and it it made him this deviant. We are seeing the same thing with Barbara Crampton, and I think that is um, outlined by the fact, and and I think the movie does a really good job about. Laying the foundation in the beginning that Barbara Crampton is very prim, very proper, very conservative. You know, she's like you were saying, just kind of wholesome, innocent, no makeup. You know, very professional. And now here she is in black leather bondage type stuff. So to oh, me,
1: beautiful fucking outfit. I to fucking me,
0: it. it's a, it's the movie is demonstrating that the the um. Oh, what's the what i'm looking for the exposure to these vibrations the overstimulation of this gland over time heightens your sexuality and that's we see that physical transformation in barbara crampton from a prim and proper to sadomaticism i can't fucking say that shit man
1: Masochism. Okay, look, check Masochism. this out. Masochism. Masochism. I think I think this is this is where you and I like go different, two different roads, but you're not you're not absolutely wrong. I, I believe I, I okay for me this is this is only what I take from it. This is this isn't what the movie says or anything like that. But what I take from it is that there is already a perverse nature within these people, and that the opening of the pineal gland itself is um putting that out there opening that doorway to allow that uh perverse nature because it's no surprise to me that a mad scientist would be perverted right i mean like it just it seems like they are. look look at the uh, the the track line i mean look at uh, dr frankenstein created the bride of frankenstein create a woman for him to make love to and shit like that uh you look at um Jeff Goldblum's character from uh, Jurassic Park. All he was doing was trying to get laid half the time. Uh, oh, Jeff Goldblum's character on the fly, too. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, I. It, it's no surprise to me that somebody deep in the arts of sciences and stuff like that really has nothing better to do than to stimulate themselves as well. So what I gather from this is like uh, these deep red scientists uh, such as she because she she is as well. She's she's more interested in the science in itself also has deep thoughts. Not that she's perverse uh, on the outside, but she hasn't observed that side of her yet uh, or she hasn't shown us that side of her yet. And I think what the pineal gland idea, this is where I don't stray too far from you on this is that the pineal gland idea kind of amplifies that the perverse nature within.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I don't so, dis- it, I don't disagree with you. It's very uh you know, human nature to, you know,
1: basically who doesn't like having sex? Yeah i do (laughs) you do come on we all have a perverse side to us i i think uh something like this probably amplifies that and that's probably what we're seeing here
0: so um ken Forey comes to get her and the doctor because he was gonna uh and um jeffrey combs because he was gonna take him back we're gonna forget the
1: package i mean come on we saw the package in the basement
0: no you already talked about that
1: no, I I know. I just want to amplify. You can see the balls and the cocks. I I, I just thought, thought I'd bring that up, man. Sorry, sorry. Some heat yes. down there. sorry,
0: I forgot the your love for uh, the genitalia. And for me, and his junk. Yeah. <laughs> so hey,
1: you gotta put it. <laughs> it's 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 like the dude from fucking Labyrinth, right? Everyone remembers him by the bolts and shit. David, David Bowie. Bowie. Yeah. <laughs> so we had something no different here. Good job, Ken Fore.
0: So Ken walks. He he comes back into the room. He sees Barbara Crampton like straddling Jeffrey Combs, trying to like get down and dirty, and trying to snap her out of it. And automatically, off too. Yeah, Sorry. and automatically, um, Jeffrey Combs wakes up because what's happening upstairs is the resonator is starting to plug itself back in, and um, without any um, anybody doing it. And it wakes him up as soon as that thing comes on. So they all jam upstairs to see what's going on. And lo and behold, what do they find? Dr. Petorium. Yeah, but he looks like he's this. He's very kid. mutated at this He point. looks like a dick in balls.
1: Yeah, he's he's very elongated. He well, kind of. He's like hunched over. He's got a, like elongated neck,
0: right? He's and the tip is his looking. face, and then
1: and then all of a sudden his pineal gland is sticking way out like a fucking erection, right? I I swear to God that that has to be an homage. It looks like a little dick coming out of his forehead. He looks like Throw a big a dick. Himself. It's, it's coming out of a
0: pussy, dude. I'm gonna send you a screenshot. He looks like a big dick himself. That's what I'm saying. Like his low, so he is hunched yeah, over. Yeah, I
1: guess I missed that. But point. his
0: lower body is more round and wide, and then the part that's like hunched over is is long and extended. It's a He's big dick. <laughs> He's a big dick, dude. That's all he is. But yeah, so his pineal gland sticks out. He's getting uh, Jeffrey Combs's pineal gland starts to stick out, and he's like fucking with everybody. Um, and then he releases, like, he he's, starts like,
1: telling him something, right? He, t- he tells Jeffrey Combs' uh, character uh, about, you're not seeing what I'm seeing, kind of thing, and stuff like that. He also Yeah, it's a come to the about- dark
0: side moment, you know? Like, yeah, yeah, we yeah. have cookies it starts, and punch here. You know?
1: city, like, yeah. Like feeding fucking Darth Vader cookies, like, hey, come on over, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly <laughs> We're what cool, it is. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we can do this. <laughs>
0: um, so at the same time, Ken Forey is trying to help them, and these uh, what looked like locusts uh, start attacking Ken Forey. and they right. literally like oh, no, just... no,
1: wait, wait, hold. On. They start attacking them first, right? It started attacking Jeffrey Combs and um, and fucking uh, Barbara Crampton first. Um, and he had noticed. while this is where I was going with the whole light situation, right? When we were talking about how the pineal gland is stimulated by light, uh, he was holding the flashlight, and they were they were embedded in these things, and they were eating them alive. And he was like, "Oh shit!" Um, he draw right. he somehow drops the uh, the, the flashlight, flashlight, which starts aiming towards him, and he's like, "Oh shit!" And then the fucking locusts start eating him alive.
0: You're right. Yeah. Which was an awesome fucking scene because you see him deteriorate and he gets he's on the floor right in front of your eyes. Yeah. Right and it's almost like he melted. Eyes. It was so fucking awesome to see him just like it's like bones and like just like goo and then like his head. And it, it was it was fucking dope.
1: Yeah, by the end of it, he was a skeleton with his full.
0: Yeah, <laughs> obviously, you yeah, yeah, know, yeah, the yeah.
1: trick for that. But I, I was just like, that's got to be a horrifying sight to see, right? Like, he's still alive, and all of his innards are now exposed and, like, fucking... Yeah. Oh, God.
0: No, I don't disagree, it's but Horrible also, way to go. Yeah. But also, at the same time, Barbara Crampton and Jeffrey Combs don't have time to react to that because they're still being attacked by this giant fucking cock and balls, and... Mm-hmm. Well, Jeffrey- because the
1: locusts came off them when the light came. So right. So they were all attacking Ken Fari. So that that opted them away from the attack. And then, like you said, this is where they're at now.
0: So Jeffrey Combs is too overstimulated, right? And he ends up, like, passing out or whatever. And Barbara Crampton right. is trying to fight this thing that, like, so this cock and balls now, this Dr. Pretorius is trying to, like, using tentacles and you know i'll we'll call of dr shit.
1: crock and balls
0: from here she happens to escape and she uses a fire extinguisher to like spray down the orb and kind of like get it to short circuit and get it to mm-hmm. turn off is how she kind of gets away from that
1: she pulls all the plugs right or was that earlier
0: no that was earlier because now they're all yeah that's because we
1: didn't emphasize that because when she had pulled all the plugs earlier um yeah this this third installment had the, the reaction to to the, the the third um uh opening of the resonator the the wires came back into right like it's almost like it fixed itself right well with the, with the help of Beings that weren't exactly here weren't exactly there, which was probably him,
0: right? Yeah, that's how we got there in the first uh, this time, anyways. So, so like you said, she
1: she goes and sh- shuts this thing down with a fire extinguisher. Was it on fire?
0: No, but she it, it, you know, there's that stuff inside of it that's wet, so she got it on all mm. the, the she hardware, fried all is, the systems. Yeah, she fried it out. Yeah, right. Okay, so we cut to the hospital, and so now, um, Jeffrey Combs is in the hospital, he's got this fucking. Uh, big opening in his head and the Don't doctor from the, the beginning the at this is point. trying to like pull that thing out and it just dawned on me that like how is nobody tripping out at the fact that jeffrey combs has got a hole in his forehead with this little thing fucking sticking out and no one's like oh my god what is this They're just like, <laughs> i'd
1: be that nurse i'd be like hey dude hey you realize you got you got a badge on your forehead dude.
0: Instead, it's just like they're treating it like like a broken finger or something, like it's just normal run-of-the-mill shit. I'm like, how are you not freaking out at the fact that this fucking tentacle is sticking out of his forehead?
1: And I'm sure they probably were, but I'm trying to put myself into the doctor's perspective. Their emergency situation is just to make sure that he's conscious,
0: regardless of what he looks like
1: at this point. (laughs)
0: true i would have been be like fuck these. that fuck this place i'm out of here like that the guy's is got a
1: vagina on his forehead you know what? i'm gonna pick a different career i'm gonna fucking become a <laughs> taco guy
0: or some shit
1: <laughs> 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 right anyway
0: okay so he's in the hospital she uh barbara mm-hmm. crampton is there too but you know the cops are there now again and they're like thinking that she's now crazy and she's like i'm not crazy i'm telling you guys what happened i saw it for myself blah 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 and, uh, you know, the cop is like, he tells the doctor, Dr. Block,
1: I lost a good man, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, he's all know. pissed off. Or whatever. Uh, uh, yeah, he because he, he's referring to Ken Fari's character.
0: Yes. So he tells Dr. Block, she's in your custody. You do whatever you think is right or whatever. And so we cut back to Jeffrey Combs, who is now woken up in his room and he's, you know kind of escaped if you will he's not like running for it or anything but he's kind of walking the halls and um you know he's trying to eat but he's throwing up the food and he walks into this room and we get this like um when i mentioned this earlier but he now with his um with his gland sticking out he can see in like um infrared, infrared. Kind of yeah, yeah 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 so like it's what just, the
1: predator season and shit
0: yeah it's just meant to kind of insinuate that like his stimu his his uh senses are stimulated and he he's kind of he's, oh, i can see now sensing like, things it, at a he level. sounds
1: like he's gonna cum his pants right like he's just like
0: i mean why not this whole thing uh you know <laughs> uh, like uh as close as an orgy you can get to
1: yeah absolutely I mean, that's what this this movie kind of insinuates It kind of goes a very sexual route yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. so he uh, ends up in this uh, pathology lab um, that we don't see what he's doing quite yet because we get a cut scene to Barbara Crampton in which they're prepping her for electroshock therapy because they think that she's fucking nuts cut back to the pathology lab and we find Jeffrey Combs kind of in like an animal hunch you know like where he's like um not kneeled down but he's like um i don't know like his ass is like on the ground but he's kind of stand. i don't know what either way he's down in an animal pose and he's eating what looks to me to be a human brain so then i was like did this just turn into a zombie yeah, like, like
1: caveman sitting down and shit kind of thing Yeah,
0: yeah 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 exactly exactly
1: Eating a brain. Uh, at, this, at this point, we see he's crossed over into some other extreme and shit like His that. His head
0: has gotten he, larger, right? Yeah, yeah. He, he's larger. gotten the
1: need to feed on. I, I I would say more knowledge or something. So oh, like, the first thing he's gonna go through, just just like uh, the the zombies from Return of the Living Dead. He's trying to get brain activity by eating a brain. It makes the
0: pain
2: go away, <laughs> go away.
0: <laughs> Not people, brains. brains. <laughs> yeah.
1: If you guys didn't know that, by the way, those of you okay, you're if you're you're a true zombie fan, if you know what zombies are. But if you're a person that just believes that zombies ate brains, you're only looking at it from other perspectives and shit. Because remember. Hollywood kind of emphasizes it in a, in a very different light, but the original zombie ate flesh, not brains.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, that's why in uh, uh, in Night of the Living Dead they're referred to as uh, flesh eaters.
1: Flesh eaters, yes. Yeah.
0: Anyways, yeah. okay, so now it's turned into a zombie movie, and <laughs> not necessarily. <laughs> but go on. So
1: yeah, he's eating brains. So Doctor sure. Block
0: comes in, and um, she's the doctor she's been like at the hospital. And she's like, are you okay? What's going on? Like, she's trying not to freak out. I get it. And she's trying to get him out of the room. And what he he ends up doing is like cornering her. And then like, I thought he was going to go and bite her head and, you know, eat the brain that way. But instead, what he does is he starts sucking on her left eye and spits that out and now she has a head hole and he goes back and starts sucking her brain out of the head hole and i was like that is fucking even... gross and awesome at the same time dude it was fucking yeah. dope i loved it and you're gonna hate me for this because i don't even remember that part oh! <laughs> oh, come on goddamn. dude come i must have on. missed that
1: somehow i don't know maybe i was looking away or taking a piss or something. oh my oh. god
0: it was so fucking good
1: it's good though
0: good. so um the hospital realizes that something is happening. So they run in to the lab, to the room where they were about to give Barbara Crampton shock therapy. And they're like, don't do that. Hold on. There's something happening. And the doctor's like, Oh, what? Like I was just going to do this. And I got to say that doctor was very fucking like he called her sweetie. And like, he was very like fucking machismo about,
1: uh, he's probably probably planning on fucking her after the shock therapy.
0: Well, uh, not Okay. I'm just going to throw this out there because you're Italian, but this movie was shot in Italy because I it was cheaper. Wow, it was shit. cheaper to work with an Italian cast than it was with mm. a US cast. I think um like 10 times Hence cheaper. The
1: perverse nation.
0: Yeah, I think it was oh like God. it was going to cost them like 20, 25 million to make in the states, so they hmm. shot it in Italy and it only cost like 2 million or something like that. But That's all of the background of actors, right all of the background actors are Italian, so the shock therapy doctor and the nurse. Like, I don't know if you go back and listen and, and you can catch it where like their, their dialogue is dubbed.
1: Kind of like a Gilo, like a gylo film, right? Correct. We yeah, before. correct.
0: Correct. So maybe wow. it's the whole cool. Italian machismo thing. I don't know. I'll defer to you as the Italian in the, in the room.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no, I'm absolutely right. By the way, like uh homebred Italians, they're fucking perverts put it this way they're, they're the only they're the only country in the world. I know this because of an article I looked up but they're the only country in the world that allows you to film sex with your partner without their consent. Ugh. So if somebody tries to sue you for that, if you do it in Italy, you're fine. Got it.
0: Okay, so um we cut to the outside of the hospital where there's this scene with an ambulance and i was like return of the living dead vibes it's definitely a zombie movie at this point send more paramedics and what we see is that one of the paramedics has been attacked he also has a head hole where his eye was sucked out and the other paramedic is like what the fuck and then she gets attacked by jeffrey combs and then um, he has like this moment of clarity where, like, he's understanding what what he's doing and what's happening, while at the same time Barbara Crampton had escaped the hospital and made her way back to the house. Yeah. I think the intention, whether there was still, to destroy by the, way, the machine, she's
1: still wearing the fucking nighty garb that she wore before, like the dominatrix garb, but underneath
0: the hospital uh, gown and the jacket and yeah she's kind of layered up at this point yeah but i don't know where she got it from or if she knows how to make it or what um but she gets no actually she gets to the house and she's in she's in a like a what turtleneck an and uber, a jacket dude. and huh <laughs> i
1: was like what do you mean she called an uber <laughs> <laughs>
0: Either there was way. no Uber.
1: The joke the joke is, it, it, this is the mid-fucking-80s and shit. There was no Ubers back then, for those of you that are listening that are part of a new generation. You're like, why didn't she take an Uber? Why did she use a smartphone? Bitch, <laughs> there was none of this shit back then. <laughs> I just thought I'd bring it. up. Okay, go on.
0: So she makes it to the house, and I don't know where the fuck she got this thing, but she has a full-on fucking bond that she attaches uh, to the resonator because she's going to blow the whole thing up. Jeffrey Combs stole the ambulance shows up to the house and he catches her after she set the bomb and he pulls her into Dr. Pretorius's um, bedroom and hooks her up to some of the chains and she's like what are you doing he's like I'm trying to save you like I need you to stay here I'm going to destroy the machine um, and she's like don't I'm worry about it like, It's her. already. I've already put a bomb on it or whatever um, and then you know while he's doing this he's like confessing his love for her and he's like I'm not gonna hurt you I promise like I'm here to help and everything and wow his
1: fucking forehead boner is going all over the place it
0: is and then like he goes to kiss her (laughs) he goes to kiss her but he goes to kiss her like on the eye. So I was like oh shit is he gonna like suck the eye out and like get her like is he like converting her to the dark side
1: maybe maybe he was trying to get there but professing his love for her, maybe he couldn't fucking maybe he couldn't get that far, you know what I mean? Maybe it maybe. was kind of a hard decision for him to make.
0: But the um the gland did pop out and she ended up biting it, right? And ripping My it out. The gland pops his head. out
1: every time I see her, so. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Gosh, God. so while he's kind of um incapacitated, right? He falls to his knees, he's a little weak. We see but... Dr. C and B, the cock and balls, is back in the room with them. <laughs> and he's, like, trying oh, to. Yeah.
1: Uh, why well, he's jerking off, like, uh, he's jerking off his fucking, uh,
2: his little gland on his forehead. He's
1: like, uh. No, it didn't really happen. But I swear to God, it feels like he is most of the time.
0: So, So he's got a grip on Barbara Crampton now. And, like, you know, mm-hmm. he's trying to, like, pull her over to the dark side. And he's arguing at the same time with Jeffrey Combs, and he's like, "I'm gonna bring her with me. I'm gonna put her, you know, in this whole Didn't of dimension." Did he say something
1: like, "We should mend together, you and I, and shit"?
0: Yeah, like that. He's like, "Let me bring you, and let, like, let, let's let's
1: bring both of our fucking forehead cocks together." And I'm
0: fucking, gonna, like, <laughs> I'm gonna give you no pipes. the greatest sensation that 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 you can experience, right? is being tapped into someone else's um, sensations. Like, when the minds meld, there is no greater sensation than at that point.
2: Welcome, my dear. Oh, I've been waiting for you. Edward, no! Yes. The greatest sensual pleasure there is is to know the desires of another mind. I know your desires, you impotent pig! We are the most powerful being in the universe. She'll know, Edward, how pathetic you are, how you can't make love. Maybe you could teach me.
0: And that's what he's trying to get her to experience, which if you want to look at it, if you look at the science behind sex and the release of, uh, you know, um, what is it, serotonin or um, whatever that shit? Is, that's the uh, that shit that gets and released dopamine? from your brain. I, yeah, I, kind I of. Know. Yeah, the the pleasure sensors that go off when you have sex, right? It's right. both both people experiencing that at the same time. That's mm. kind of what I'm getting here. Is like that's yes. what the doctor's talking about. Is being mm-hmm. um, attached this to each other. pleasure sensors
1: doesn't look so perverse. It's more more of a scientific phenomenon right
0: just on a whole Mm. nother level and he's like i want to bring her into my level and then jeffrey combs is like what so she can figure out that like you're a little bitch you know you don't know like you're bad at sex and you know like he's just talking shit and this infuriates uh cock and balls so then he starts um he goes to kind of attack jeffrey combs and jeffrey combs starts booking it and then um cock and balls like turns into this like uh, flying a bird, like a wing, no, it's like a winged oh, no, yeah,
1: a winged cock and balls
0: there you go, yes, a flying <laughs> cock and balls yeah, because
1: yeah, it's very <laughs> elongated it looks like it's got a mushroom tip with fucking, like, fucking teeth and shit dude, it's totally flying through the air and shit yeah, yeah, Go goes for the attack so right?
0: it gets him down at the bottom <laughs> of the stairs and the the doctor turns back into the dick and balls and it Put, it like eats his head, right? And so, and what we see is that as he's lifting him up and eating him, it's also twisting his head, similar to what happened. Um, to Boom. talk to victorious himself in the we beginning. Made full
1: circle for a full circle here, like yeah, just like you said. At the beginning, there was that twist. Now we know why the twisted stump was the way it Cor- was. Correct. Right?
0: Yes.
2: Correct.
1: Uh, dude, like I, I like that. It was a good reveal. It was a good like you know like you're like kind of like how the fuck did that happen? Because in-, in the reality of it, it, at the beginning, the cops wanted to call it homicide. But they were like, "How the fuck was this guy's head twisted off the way it was?" Right. Shit?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So
1: and, and and now we got to see exactly
0: how that shit right. happened. Right. So on, Barbara Crampton breaks out of her um, restraints and she runs downstairs, only to no, find—oh, she didn't
1: break out. Well, those eel. Okay, so so those eel things with the the faces of the prana come out. And they're coming in for the attack. Well, we presume they're coming in for the attack, but they start biting her restraints.
0: Yeah, she tricks them oh. into, like, she moves her wrist so that she can they can see oh, that she's I, moving. I thought
1: they were like, hey, like, help us kind of shit. No, <laughs> like, no, no. It was more really like, they
0: only see me when I move because uh, they made that, that notion earlier. Like, if you don't move, they can't see you. So she's moving okay. her wrist so that they see that and they come and bite her wrist but what they're biting are the restraints and so she was able to pop out that way so I didn't she, notice that, she escapes went, came downstairs saw Jeffrey Combs' <laughs> body with the swirly top for a head and then runs back upstairs to like check on the bomb and make sure like she can just blow this shit up and Dr. Cockenballs meets her up there and what's happening now is as it's trying as Dr. Pretorius is trying to attack her Jeffrey Combs is trying to break out of Dr. Cock and Balls. That's
2: right. It's like being
0: reborn.
1: His, uh, so like he kind of like squeezes out of his throat and like through his mouth and shit and he's like normal, right? No bald head or anything, but he's like his normal with his hair and stuff like
0: that. Yes, naked. And he's,
1: he's, yeah, yeah. And he's like basically they had melded into one and uh yeah, jeffrey Combs' character what by the way just like you said the body horror on this is just fucking yeah because insanely it, awesome dude, for the time frame. this
0: scene is fucking dope and it what sucks is it, that
1: it looks like a puddle of flesh dude this this is just fucking gross nonsense just sprawled out and shit and he's just popping out of there and he's like kind of like save yourself kind of shit right
0: yeah he's like telling her to get out the the sad part about this whole thing is that they ran out of money to finish the ending the way that they wanted to do it so imagine as awesome as it is it could have been more but they they just kind of ran out of money towards the end of production so you got this pile of blood not even blood it's slime and I'll, i'll i'll tell you why in a minute but it's all this slime and these body parts and just fucking, you know, just gross nastiness, awesomeness that's happening on the floor. And it's all starting to melt. And you see um, Dr. Pretorius's skull kind of coming to fruition. Same thing with Jeffrey Combs. It's like, it's this awesome, like, body-melting scene. Yeah, Barbara it's like Crampton. Goo. Like
1: fleshy goo.
0: Yeah, and here's the thing. Uh, they used slime and goo as a means of kind of ensuring that they can get an R rating because they felt they they had some issues with um, Reanimator where they got a lot of flack for all the blood that they used. So they used slime and goo thinking it would be easier. And the MPAA uh, was like, I'm that's even
1: like an X rating,
0: right? The MPAA was like, the slime and goo somehow is worse than all the blood. Like, you, I don't know. We get what you're trying to do, but like, it makes it that much worse. Uh, so whatever. They, they can do right by the MPAA. Let's go around. But nonetheless, Barbara Crampton fucking runs out the window. She like jumps out of the window. Fuck just yeah, the like action movie off. status. Yeah. talking
1: fucking Steven Seagal, some fucking Van Damme and shit type shit, right? She's all like... <laughs> yeah. She jumps out the window, explosion behind her.
0: Just, just went, as the explosion off with goes a bang down. for yeah. sure. She lands at the bottom. Her knee is all like oh like dude that prosthetic blown open is awesome. so dope I, I was, yeah.
1: dude blown out knee that yeah. shit looked gross yeah. that shit looked painful fuck. <laughs> you're like god damn that's I was like, like oh that's dope <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was it, dude it, good good effects Yeah, good 100%. effects for that time um, and so
0: it was funny all the neighbors start kind of coming over to the house and they're just standing there watching this house burn and they're like oh what happened? I don't know. You they're not even asking her if she's all right. And then we see the the neighbor from the beginning kinda of come over to Barbara Crampton and she's it's like The same curlers in her hair. Yeah, right. exactly. What
1: the fuck? Like,
0: so she's like, What happened? And then Barbara Crampton's character just kind of starts laughing hysterically and it's it's a it's a cross between like it's a good reveal. Scared laughing and relieved laughing and like right. laughing, laughing. And
1: and like I've gone insane laughing. Yeah. Which, yeah, yeah, yeah. which which the assumption would be at this point is that when people saw her laughing like that, they're like, Oh, she's crazy. And and it's actually it's kind of uh kind of like a, a revert back to the the, the intro, right? when uh jeffrey combs had run out and he was laughing and shit like that or or like they thought he was crazy that's what they thought he was crazy right and this is kind of like that same reveal so so our our ultimate um our ultimate like uh belief in this situation is anyone uh revealed to the science as we've seen is going to be looked at by nothing but uh crazy uh individuals and shit right the, the true story would never get out there, which I, I find very interesting about this movie is that it's, it's again, a, f- a fear of the unknown. Nobody in reality is going to see this to be a plausible scenario. So the people who have seen it themselves look like the crazy ones. right? And there's no resolution there in the first place, which makes this kind of like the perfect horror movie ending. oh yeah
0: you know it's just like I I thought the movie was great top to bottom there was never a dull moment Um, good I'm so glad I thought
1: you liked this one dude I really did
0: yeah yeah no this is fantastic and to be honest I don't know how I've never seen this before this is my first time watching it
1: uh i think it was something i i caught like late night on cinemax or something mm. like that and stuff and i i i recognized jeffrey combs back in those days but i wasn't uh knowing and who barbara crampton was and i didn't realize cuz i had known ken Ferre from from Donna. that i didn't realize that it was him until like the later years when i rewatched it and stuff and i was nice. like holy shit nice, you know?
2: nice
1: so it, good it, pick. it was a good watch
0: yeah good, good pick. Watch. good pick good um, good way
1: to start 2024
0: new year with an old classic i like it mm-hmm.
1: absolutely yeah and a part four for our horror fest
0: nah, i
1: love it close it out with that and stuff because you know what like it kind of totally fits in and uh put it together with that you guys there you go uh, that's 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 the This is the bonus. The bonus Horror Fest episode. (laughs) Because apparently we are fans of HP Lovecraft so much. Very much much so. We've revealed it in like literally like five things, but one of them you probably won't see. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Matthew.
0: Yeah. Till next time, man. Absolutely. This this has been good. You know what? This is a good episode, man. Yeah,
1: I loved it. All right, man. Uh, You have a good day, and uh, you too, man. We'll see. We'll see you guys, you listeners. Thank you for listening in. Thank you, Dreamer, for listening in, and
2: Little Dreamer, all you guys.
1: Yeah, little, little (laughs) older Dreamer, whatever you want to call him. He's he's simply Dreamer in my eyes. Nice, and uh, dude, you know what? Thank you, thank you, everybody who's listening in, and thank everybody who has followed us in in this time. we we appreciate the support and this is mutant city horror
0: peace out